what is making sales social mean to you? Having a conversation with somebody as if you are a friend and you're getting to build a relationship before you start pushing out facts and figures or asking for anything. Oh, that's a mic drop moment. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales and marketing. Join hosts Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick as they discuss the best tips and strategies they are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Here are your hosts, Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick. Welcome to Making Sales Social. I'm Bill McCormick. I'm Bryn Tillman. So Bryn, who's our guest today? We have a guest that uh, I've been connected to, John, we'll introduce him in a moment, for quite some time on LinkedIn, and we keep kind of finding each other. At one point I was on his show, he was a guest trainer on one of our coaching meetings. And then now we find that we're both part of a JVMM, which is a, a new group I'm part of, which is a joint venture group. But why is John here today? So I'm going to introduce him in a moment because John does something that I think every single salesperson in the entire world needs to do, which is sell through storytelling. I think this is absolutely vital and I think it's totally under leverage. So welcome to the show, John. Tell everyone a little bit about you. Thanks, Bryn and Bill. It's great to be with you both. Well, my passion is helping people become black belts in storytelling because my premise is the sale is in the tale, T-A-L-E. So whoever tells the best story is the one that gets hired. And also, it solves so many other problems where people hate to sell because they feel pushy. But when you tell a story, you pull people in. Mm -hmm. The other problem it solves is people forget more than half of what you say after you give your pitch. But... When you start telling stories, they remember it and more importantly, share it. Mm, That's a big one, right? Like sometimes it's really hard when you've got this amazing uh, champion internally and you're ready to go and they're like, oh, I got to go sell this up the ladder. Mm -hmm. So I know I jumped ahead. We have to say something before. That's that's okay. There's so many different ways we can go. But before we do that, John, we always ask our guests the same first question to lead off. What does making sales social mean to you? It means that you're actually having a conversation with somebody as if you are a friend and you're getting to build a relationship before you start pushing out facts and figures or asking for anything. Mm, that's a good one. That it, it is. It is. All right. So let's dive into storytelling. Mm-hmm. So here's my presupposition coming in is storytelling takes a lot of effort and a lot of time. We live in a, in a soundbite world. And I especially think of LinkedIn and content. We tell people shorter is better, less video. How do you tell a story in a sound, in a soundbite world? Well, I agree with you. Um, I have a checklist. Actually, when I work with people, I say it should be three C's. So you need to make sure your story does all three. It should be clear because we all know if we confuse people, they say, I don't get it, but they're not going to tell you they're confused. Mm. Um, it should be concise to your point so that they can repeat it. That's the real reason. Mm. And then it should be compelling. And that's what I talk about tugging at heartstrings to get people to open purse strings. Mm. I love it. It's interesting. We talk about content has to do five things and it overlaps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Our, the fifth piece. So we, you know, it has to uh, resonate. It has to create curiosity. It has to teach them something new. 
-hmm. get them thinking differently about their current situation and create a compelling moment. Yes. Right. So it's got to get them to want to know more. So I, I love how that overlaps a little bit. So let me marry a couple of things together, Bryn. You talked about the fact that that oftentimes we have a champion in, internally and they're like, yeah, this is great. But now they need to go and, and sell it. And what we know from the challenger sale is there's 6.8 decision makers in most mm -hmm. selling environments. So we know that there's more than one person that has to be brought into this. So this whole idea of, of being concise and being able to tell a story that they can retell, mm -hmm. and then that makes them your, your salesperson in, in effect, right, John? Exactly. I've been in the shoes. I used to sell media. Lexus would put out a proposal. They said, we looked at 50 magazines, we narrowed it down to 10. You each come come in for 30 minutes and pitch back to back. Do not talk about numbers. And half the reps would freeze like a deer in headlights. If I can't talk about circulation or, and I realized, whoever was going to tell the best story of what the marketing idea would be to support the launch of that particular model would be the one that would be, they could take back to their client and look successful. It's that second meeting where the sale really happens. It's the meeting after the meeting. So they hear all these presentations or pitches, and then they have to in, either take it up the ladder to a client at an ad agency's standpoint, or they have to discuss within themselves. And if nobody's told a story, then they go, well, it all sounds the same. I guess we just go with the lowest price. Mm. But mm. if you tell a story that someone sees themselves in, and that's the secret, you tell a story that you're not the hero. That's the first mistake a lot of people make. You need to think of yourself like Yoda or the Sherpa helping someone up a mountain. But if they see themselves in that story, then it's completely different side of their brain that's activated. They go, oh, that sounds like my problems. You really get me. I want to go on this journey with you. So selling becomes a whole new way of storytelling as from start to finish, from the elevator pitch that I showed how to people how to turn into an elevator story to get people to even have the conversation, turning a boring case study, which we've heard forever, which is even the word study sounds like homework to me, um, and turn that into a story. And then finally, even the closing is a story element of, do you want to go on the journey with me? When you have that in your toolbox, after you've told a really great story, you no longer feel pushy. So, you know, I love this. But a lot of people go, you know, I, I'm not a storyteller by mm -hmm. nature. Right. I can collect my case studies. I can tell <laughs> them the success stories. How do you guide someone to start their story or to, to create mm -hmm. their story in a compelling way? Well, the good news is, unlike having to be a golfer or an opera singer, it's not this thing you have to be born with, that you have this natural talent that you then study. Um, anyone can learn to become a good storyteller. And if you're already good, you can get to be a black belt once you understand that stories really have some structure to them. And then once you understand the structure, you can make sure that your story it has all four. So let's just quickly give everybody what that is. Perfect. The first part is what the exposition. Think of yourself like a journalist. The who, the what, the where, the when. Paint the picture. Let us know where we are so we're in the story. Then the second part of it is the problem. And I tell people the better you are at describing someone's problem, the better they think you have their solution. Oh, 
Oh, that's a mic drop moment. <laughs> that, so let's repeat that really quickly. Go, you repeat it. The better you can explain someone's problem, the better they think you have their solution. Is it because they get, wow, she or he really understands me? Yes. So if you understand my problem that well, you're in my shoes, you get me, whatever you want to say, then you must understand what my solution is, even if I don't know what it is. So that for us is the resonate, resonate. Team, I think. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, every good story has, the stakes have to be high in the problem for us to care about the hero. Mm -hmm. So um, unless you have, you know, so it's all about, getting the stakes high. And then it, there's a solution. And the magic to a really great story is the resolution. What is life like after your solution has taken place? Think of The Wizard of Oz. Imagine if that movie ended with Dorothy getting in the balloon, going back to Kansas, the end. But no, there's this wonderful resolution. She's back at home and oh my, she appreciates everybody. And, every, and there's no place like home. And that's what makes that story a classic. And so few people don't have a story with a resolution. I can give you an example and then we can break it down. Yeah, please. Like that. That's where I was going to go. Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. So I was working with a healthcare tech company and I, I was saying to them, what are you saying to get um, doctors to buy this equipment? Well, it makes the surgeries go 30% faster. Do you want one? And of course, that's a left brain analytical speeds and feeds kind of traditional push information out. It's so logical. Why aren't you buying? And of course, people buy emotionally and mm -hmm. then back it up with logic. And so the storytelling taps into that side of our brain. So the story they tell now, and this is your point, Bill, it's not a long story, is imagine how happy Dr. Higgins was six months ago in Long Beach Memorial when he could go out to the patient's family in the waiting room an hour earlier than expected. And if you've ever waited for someone you love to come out of surgery, you know every minute feels like an hour. It's so good news, the scope shows they don't have cancer, they're gonna be fine. Turns to the rep and says, you know, that's why I became a doctor for moments like this. Now, instead of 30% faster, that rep tells that little case story that's concise and memorable and repeatable to another mm -hmm. doctor at another hospital who sees themselves in the story and says, you know what? That's why I became a doctor. I want your equipment too. Mm. Client said, oh my God, that gives us chills. Not only are we not telling stories, it never occurred to us to make the patient's family a character in the story. I love the thought of who are the characters in the story. Yeah, and, and that goes to our, our point when we talk about social listening is, you know, not only finding about, not only creating content around who your clients are, but who are your clients' clients. And, and, that's, mm -hmm. and that's the patients in, in, in the story. That's amazing. And yeah. you see how the technique where I take it up one level more and go, if you've ever waited for someone you loved. Mm -hmm. Now, even if you haven't, you probably know someone who had, or you can imagine every minute feeling like an hour. So the exposition is we know what doctor it is. We know how long ago we know where the doctor is. The problem is clearly that poor patient's family in torture and misery. The doctor's the hero. He puts them out of their waiting misery. Mm -hmm. And the resolution is his insight is that's my why. That's why I became a doctor. Mm -hmm. And so now we're tapping into the heart part that another doctor is reminded of why they became a doctor. 
So all of that is completed in those steps mm -hmm. and yet concise, clear, and compelling. So it is possible to do it all. Uh, and it fast. It was such a short story. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I mean, that was the concise piece, obviously, but yes. And I will forever remember that story. It might be the only thing I remember today, <laughs> but I'll remember that. And I love that. So let's talk about story. So I, I, I can get that. So storytelling in a, in a, in a sales environment, when, mm -hmm. when we're, when we're, we're in face-to-face, -face. are there ways that we can use storytelling, for example, on social, when we're posting content, what are some examples of that? Well, my favorite one is because Bryn is so smart and has her pulse on the zeitgeist and shares her expertise. She's the one that told me, oh, you can now create a little video on your LinkedIn profile face. And I hadn't- Cover I'm, story. Cover story, yes. And I thought, how, 29 seconds. What story do I want to tell in that 29 seconds? And so that's a classic example of, I tell people when you're shooting that video, Pretend like you're welcoming someone into your home mm -hmm. instead of, but now it's, you know, I welcome into my LinkedIn profile and give them a little hint of what you do and why you're so passionate about it. And it's enough to intrigue them to want to look at the rest of your profile. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Me too. And so you think about it, we, we talk about the five things that a profile must do or content must do, as Bryn said, you know, so, so resonate. We, we discussed about that. Um, you know, create curiosity. So what, yeah. So, so as you do that, you're talking, if we break that story down, mm -hmm. the create curiosity, I think, you know, it, it comes in, in a couple of places. It's at the mm. top, but even at the you're end, telling a story, it's like, where, where is this going? Exactly. You, right. You, and especially you know, they're, they're expecting a pitch and they're not getting it. They're getting a story like, and you're autumn, just starting a convert a word or opening with imagine how happy that's a feeling mm -hmm. and then you get into the details of this particular doctor at this particular hospital six months ago was when he could and so then you're we're curious about where is this going yeah i love that and and i you even use the word happy which normally you would not expect to be in a sales you know presentation <laughs> or you wouldn't you know happy that's so kind of out there woo woo this is right. about happy this is about productivity and efficiency and mm -hmm. but it's not it's really about are are we making them happier that solving problems does that mm -hmm. we're making exactly. them happier we're making their clients or their patients happier or their patients family mm -hmm. even went one deeper on that so exactly i love this and you've got my wheels going <laughs> great so if, if I'm a sales rep, how, how do I get started? So where do I start to, to in this idea of, of, of using stories in my, in my sales process? Well, the first part is let's zoom out and make sure that you're not making the mistakes that so many people do, which is they jump right into the product or service and get into the features. Mm -hmm. so, that we, so I tell people you have to sell yourself first. And by sell, I mean tell your story of origin. How'd you get into healthcare, whatever your field is. Then you sell the company, even if you're a one person company. What's the story of origin around the company? How'd you come up with the name of the company? What are the values of the company? Some little thing. And then you tell a case story instead of a case study. Mm -hmm. And once you've got that mindset of, you know, they've got to trust and like and know me. Notice I said it in that order because the old order is 
oh, people have to like uh, like you. No, well. no like and like, trust. No like and trust. And I go, that, that no is an intellectual pushing. It causes people to push out information. Mm-hmm. So I flip it and start with trust. It's a gut thing. You know, we used to have handshakes to show we didn't have weapons. It's a fight or flight. Is this a safe email? To yeah, open? yeah, yeah. Bill talks right? about that. That's then it goes to the heart. Do I like you? You know, are you showing empathy for what I'm experiencing? And then the unspoken question is, will this work for me? And so that's where you as a salesperson thinking, am I telling a story that's answering that unspoken question? Will this work for me? I might trust and like you, but if I don't think it's going to work for me, I'm not going to hire you or buy from you. Mm-hmm. And that's because I don't see myself in the story. But if mm. you do tell, if I do see myself in the story, then I know that that person is so like me that I will do it. And then once you've got all that going on, the next level I work with people on is thinking of your brain like a jukebox or a playlist. Mm-hmm. You know, we pull out songs for the right moment. Well, you need more than one story for all your different avatars. And most salespeople just tell the same pitch over and over again, no matter who they're talking to. But man, if you have a a story ready to go for this kind of person and that kind of person, then the odds are much higher that they'll see themselves in that story. That's awesome. Yeah, that that really, really good stuff. And it it goes to, you know, we we talk a lot about ideal client profiles or avatars and, and knowing who it is that you're that that are your top clients that you're are your top prospects that you're going after and i think it's a good point you make is is they're not all going to be homogenous they're not all going to be the same there may be different industries there may be different decision makers and finding stories for for each one of them and i would just add authentically you know you're not going to make stuff up you're not telling a fable you're telling a story and i think Mm -hmm. that's an important um delineation to make Yep, and so you can turn your t- testimonials into stories and they become even stronger. And you can also give your clients that are willing to give you some testimonials a little bit of structure. Before mm. you jump into how much you know your business has grown, would you mind giving a, you know, a little exposition about how long ago we met and, what, and then describe what your life was like before working with us? And mm-hmm. then you can talk about the solution, but make sure your testimonials have a resolution. Now a year later, I've got freedom. I don't have, I'm not waking up in the middle of the night stressed out or whatever all that is. So, so Brynn, I think of two stories that, that you tell regularly and, and you do those things. First is your Rolodex story. So yeah. you get people, you, you bring people in and you talk about the resolution because now we have LinkedIn that we, that is our, and we have a client that during the pandemic closed um, a $1.5 million deal. And when we tell that story, we talk about the pandemic and everyone knows what business was like in the pandemic. So they're right. That's true. And then the resolution is now we're over a year and, and that $1.5 million deal is going to a $3 million mm-hmm. deal. And, and so, so yeah, this with, with what, with one exercise. Yeah. 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 And, and then and, the unspoken question is, wow, if it worked for that person, mm-hmm. it could work for me. Cause I see myself in that story. Yeah. Yeah. And so I see that we're, we're using, we can use stories better. I think all of us can that are, that are listening and watching, but that we are using them. I think we have a third one, our TD bank story and how we got in through a warm introduction from a friend. Yeah. So, yeah. So we do use them, but you know, I want to go back and look at our stories and I'm going to put this out for all our listeners. (laughs) 
go back and see, is it following John's structure? Right. Because we could be telling stories, but leaving them hanging without the resolution or yeah. without connecting to the emo imagined. I don't do imagine, right? I don't mm -hmm. start with that. So I think we're going to update our stories now. I would challenge all, all of our all of our listeners, you know, go go to your LinkedIn profile if you have recommendations on there and look through them and look for some, some things you can pull out. Go to your client testimonials if they send it through email or if it's on Google reviews or on your website and start looking and, and I'm sure you can probably find a story from eat for each of your client profiles to start pulling out to use this way. Great, great stuff. Great. Yeah. If you can't, it's time to start bringing them on a video and just asking them the questions, but keep John's structure in mind make sure you're capturing all those elements, the three C's, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're capturing compelling, concise, Clear, clear, compelling, clear concise, concise, and compelling. compelling. Yeah, that's it. So, that's so awesome. Definitely, definitely do that. So, unfortunately, we are at the end of our. No, yeah, we are. Can you believe it? That um, was the fastest that was podcast yet. Like the telescoping of time is just zooming, zooming by. Um, so, John, tell everyone a little bit about how they can connect with you and and how, if they're interested in finding out more about about using storytelling and sales, how how they can do that. Sure. Um, I have a free fix your elevator pitch script. If you go to my website, johnlivesay.com, and you put in, a, you answer a few questions, I'll send you a, rev a suggested elevator story to start working on. And a lot of people say, oh, I want more than I have an online experience. Notice I don't say course because you get to work with me for eight weeks and I help you refine and retune your stories across from start to finish in the sales cycle. Thank you, John, for being on. This was really enlightening. I've got notes I can't wait to get, get started on. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, for watching. And uh, join us again next time for another episode of Making Sales Social. And as you're out this week, don't forget to make your sales social and use some stories. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social Podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.